When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday. The idillionaire Patrick Davis, um, always DJing the musically themed days of the week. Uh, he plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. And we've been talking about it all day. Seems like the running back is having the toughest weekend for some reason. And uh, the running backs continue to come out in solidarity. He said the latest was Christian McCaffrey. That's right. Christian so, McCaffrey is mad about it, too. He should be. He used the same term I use. He used criminal. Yep. Yeah. That's what he said. This is criminal. It, Three of the best players in the entire league, regardless of the position. Y'all taking food out of my my, my kids, my family's mouth yes. right, at this point. Y'all, and we work hard to get to this point. We want to take it personal. I, yeah. I will say one of the ideas maybe to fix it, and Alex, I don't know if you're going to fix it, but the NFL does, they, they do, um, like, combined positions to a certain extent. Like when they look at uh, offensive line, when they look at offensive line and offensive tackle, they don't necessarily look at, you know, the like the right tackle and a left tackle. They just look at tackle. They look at tackle. Um, and we know left tackle, though, is valued higher, of course. Absolutely. So left tackle is valued the backside. Hi- yes. Uh, when they do linebackers, they, they don't necessarily have an outside linebacker and – the the off ball linebacker they don't necessarily differentiate they right. don't necessarily so I, I think they could, they just say linebacker and I think that's why the linebacker value is so high because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's outside linebacker I think about not off ball linebacker two different positions at very different values so I do wonder if it's something like that they could throw out there with the running back position and maybe look at it more of a skill position as opposed to. Just running back? I don't know. Which is why I believe what you're saying about the importance of them is changing and the value of it. And maybe that's why some people are saying you were we talked about Christian McCaffrey, how much of a weapon he is in different positions. You can line him up at running back, you can line him out at slot, you can line him up on the outside as a true wide receiver, Mm -hmm. and not just as somebody that's gonna bring the linebacker way out there. No, he's actually part of the route. It's not a deceiving type of situation. It's a matchup deal. That's why people are looking at B. John Robinson saying, oh, he may be the guy that can change that for the running back position. Mm. But he's going to be looked at as that ultimate weapon that you were talking about. He's not a pure running back. 
He's not, but I don't said I don't know if you can get the NFL to change their CBA. You're talking about right. changing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all basically talking about changing the CBA here, guys. And that, yeah. that ain't no easy. That's why the yeah, Patrick that's brought up 2030. 2030 is the next time yeah. it's up for. And by then, are we still gonna feel this passionately about it, or are we gonna have moved on? No, because they're gonna because they're gonna move on. They're well, gonna have saying, to move on. Is that we're gonna accept the status quo by then and go? It, this is it. it what did what did Saquon Barkley tweet out? It is what it is. It is yeah, what we'll it is. We'll be like, it is you what pay, it is. You paying a running back $5 million? Exactly. You're crazy. You yeah. just played a tight end, Evan Ingram, who, for all accounts, was not at the top of his game for a very long time. He just got four years, $31 million. Guys, the kickers are making more right. on average than that's running backs. That's the bottom backs. line. That's, all, that's the only thing you need to put out there and say, no, kickers are making more. Kickers, kickers have a higher average than And they're trying, to get, and trying the to get rid of kickers. <laughs> They are trying. They're trying to change that part they of it. Trying to, they're trying to yeah. devalue that. That's certainly the case. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's, it is it is a wild conversation. But I got another stat for you, though, that kind of throws it, you know, kind of puts this thing into perspective for you. And this is why NFL teams, I, do, I don't think they're going to reverse this trend at all. Last eight Super Bowls, 16 lead running backs, right? right two, one for yep. each team. Yep. Five rush for 1,000 yards. That's just a third, a little over a third. Mm-hmm. They were sixth ranked top ten in rushing. That's you know what thirty seven percent, a little over thirty seven percent, and three ranked higher than number eight in rushing. By the way, those three were zero and three in Super Bowls. The last five running backs, basically not named um, Henry to rush for fifteen hundred yards, all missed the playoffs. Yep. So Derrick Henry in the Titans model is the only one that's really working to that old school extent. Remember, Shadow runs the ball a lot. Shadow runs the ball a lot, but it's not necessarily one guy. It's not a one workhorse back, and it uses a lot of guys with multiplicity in their skill set. The last time a rushing champ uh, was in the Super Bowl, anybody remember this? A rushing champ? Rushing champ in the Super Bowl. Led the league in rushing, also in the Super Bowl. Last time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. racking y'all's brain. 2005. Who was Sean Alexander? Oh my God, S- Seattle. Oof. Wow, jeez, guys, it's like I said. The the analytics, they all are glaring. It's pretty obvious. You should not be investing in running back. We just feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah, we do. Like said, everybody else getting money. Everybody else kind of getting money out the deal. Like I said, yeah. our, our comparison, like the comparison that I made to teachers and like nurses, there are some essential professions that are devalued in terms of wage and compensation. That is true. But hell, I guess maybe nurse, nursing is more appropriate because that industry is known as an industry that is producing a ton of revenue, the healthcare industry overall. Yeah. But they they aren't paid what they're worth. Nope. The NFL is a $17 billion a year <laughs> entity. Mm-hmm. And yet, running backs are considered essential, and they're not being paid what they're worth. Uh, education ain't that much money in it. At the higher education areas, but yeah, but that's a different kind of racket. Yeah. I think there's also this weird line racket. that everyone's well, trying to walk into. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to have a running back that can do things. You can't just have a no running backs and no bad because then <laughs> it overexposes and they don't guard it, and you're you can't play that way. So you have to find that middle line of serviceable running backs. And get a room of three serviceable running backs, and then you can be fine. But all these teams keep trying to do that, and they can't do it. Mm-mm. And then they're like, "Well, well, I'm not going to pay a bunch. Like, we can just pay a guy a reasonable amount. It doesn't have to be fifteen million dollar contracts. But eight nine million a year is more reasonable than going to Saquon Barkley and being like, you know what? We want to pay you on a year to year basis, and we want to give you three million a year." Which it, is where insulting. it's at right now. Which is insulting. Yeah. Those guys mm-hmm. are immediately insulted by it. The, yeah. Actually, the salary cap is doing them a favor. 
a salary cap now, considering what they're what they're sometimes being paid, it makes it considering what running backs are now valued at. That's higher, even though that is the only position that has dropped in franchise tag value over the last eight years. Only one position is now getting less money on a franchise tag than it did in 2015. That will be running back. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay, uh, let's get to some college football discussion here, gentlemen, because uh, you brought up something hard uh, about Brett Venables that I have not seen. So I have not seen or heard any of this. Oh, my goodness. I have to go give you the floor because I have not seen or heard any of this. You just got You gave me a little summary yeah. during the break what it's about. But Brett Venables, and this is a guy, listen, I, 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 I hope he does well, but there's a lot of pressure. A lot On Venables there at Oklahoma. Just because, and, it, and it's not. By the way, his fault, he's following two Hall of Fame coaches. You talked about this before. Yeah, Lincoln Riley and Bob Stoops. And it's just very rare in sports, any level, any organization or program, to hire three Hall of Fame coaches in a row. As Hart's pointed out, Steelers are probably the only franchise that's done it. And Texas baseball is trying to do it, but it's just tough. And I think there's a lot of people in Oklahoma now thinking, Venables, he definitely not a Hall of Famer. And if he's not a Hall of Famer, what is he? Yeah, and that's the that's the part right there where everybody is starting to look and say, oh, we're pointing fingers. We're going to try to see who's next. The disappointing performance at Oklahoma last year, winning six games, that's not what Oklahoma football is used to. They're used to competing at every level all the time, at the highest level, excuse me, all the time. Well, Everybody always wanted to know, why was it that you didn't go after the transfer portal? Why is it that you're not trying to overhaul your roster? But everybody always wants to bring Deion Sanders into the conversation because of what Deion had to say and had to do with his program. Again, you do your program, I do my program. But Venables thinks that it's okay to throw Coach Prime's name out there. And here's the sound of him talking about Deion Sanders. So you talk about a, a culture change and, you know, a resetting of the standards and what the expectations are. You know, you know, I gave guys 12 months of grace, and I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's the three. You know, go to class, you know, live right off the field. And when you show up over here, man, you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity. And if you go 0 for 3 for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we help 21 guys, you know, give or take, you know, find a, you know, a fresh start. So you can talk about it. So you sit there and you look at how the overhaul of Dion's program, and that was something that he chose to do. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has the right to do whatever you want whenever it's your program, right? You become the head coach and you decide, hey, this is what I want to do. It's like um, uh, Pat Narduzzi. Yeah. He said the same thing. He went after Dion. I remember that. And it's like, why are you worried about what Dion's doing? You need to worry about your own program. I don't know why they worried about that. They ain't even playing Dion. So, yes, and they're <laughs> like, not even on the same on the schedule <laughs> against like, each other. And Dion, you know, he always talks, and Dion's going to talk his talk. But Dion said, why y'all always worrying about what I'm doing? Oh, Control no. what goes on in your area. Come on now. So Colorado decided to flip their roster, and now all of a sudden you're mad because they did it? You worry about what's going on at your place. Because what did that do for you? You know what it brought you? It brought you attention because now your team that was 6-7 and seven last mm-hmm. year and underachieved, yep. now you are under the hot seat. That's on you now. Yes. Because now your fan base has decided, what would you say? Well, he's not Hall of Fame. 
Mm, what well, you say? That, that's the at opinion. this time. We at this time. Yeah, at this time. That's the opinion. So now what are you going to do in this situation? So to me, it's always interesting when you live in in, in point fingers at what somebody else does. Worry about what you're doing. I Worry agree about that. your backyard and what how you need to make sure that it's cleaned up. You don't have to go out there and put Dion's name in there because you felt like, oh, I'm gonna give me a sound bite real mm-hmm. quick. Oh, this is gonna this is gonna be all over the place. That's exactly what he was talking yeah. about. Yeah, he's what I guess he, I said why why mention them when you can reference them without mentioning them directly? Yeah. People would know who you're talking about. All you gotta about. do is say some coaches so, decide to go one way and I decided to go. He said that's not my style. I'm just gonna give him grace. Yes, just like you did. You just didn't have to put his name out there because Dion gonna come find you. Uh, I'm sure Dion's I ain't hard to find. What for. does he say? We coming. We coming. We coming. Uh, but no, that, that's but honestly, you helping Dion out. This is what Dion right. wanted. Right. Dion wanted that he would constantly be trending and he would make Colorado an it program, not mm-hmm. from the sense they're winning already because they're not winning, but that they're talked about. Right. That they become a conversation piece. When you talk college football, they become one of the programs you bring up again, and they now are, and they haven't even played a damn game on the Dion yet. At yeah, all. people keep bringing up Colorado. <laughs> right. I don't even know when Pac-12 media days are. Have they had the media days? Nobody's talking about they're it. They're already getting love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, man, it's it's now that you bring that up, I'm gonna have to find that out because I definitely want to talk to Dion. I want to hear what he said. I want to hear what he said. Nobody will cover Pac-12 Media Days like nationally, really, but they there will be plenty of stories coming out about what Dion says when he's at the podium. I would have to agree with you on no that. doubt. Yep, we all gonna get them little slices of audio, <laughs> exactly. and videos when Dion's at the, at the mic because he's gonna say something that's gonna go viral because he understands. No, I'm here. Because of my brand, and I give them added value. They're exactly. going to talk about Dion. When they talk about Dion, they're going to talk about Colorado. And what did Brent Venables just do? They talked about Dion, and now we're talking about Colorado. Thank you for marketing <laughs> me. Thank you for marketing me. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, like I said, even if Dion sucks, guys, it was so worth it for Colorado. Yep. I mean, the, the amount of free media they're getting nationally just because of this social media file. Like I said, it may not add up to a damn thing, but just recruiting alone. Their profile is picked up immensely, yeah. exponentially. Social media filing missing. So if Dion fails on the field, that's fair. I mean, sometimes coaches, they just don't fit. They're not good coaches, whatever. They're exposed. Think about all the added value you get. You could have hired some other guy, too. Probably did the same damn thing, and nobody would ever even whispered about it. No, nobody Crickets. would have even talked nobody about it. Nobody even cared. Because there's other people that have done that. Exactly. When Dion implodes, yeah. oh, it's going to be big news. Everybody's be excited about it. You know what? It. And there'll be a hype about who's going to be the next coach at Colorado exactly. because Dion had the job before. And he's bringing in top talent. And your NIL dollars are going through the roof because he brings Nike. They just switched to Nike, I think. Yes. I mean, it did get... They're it, bringing back his old shoes when he played. It was so... I, say, I don't know why somebody thinking for I'd be like, man, we hiring him. Like, what if he fails? Well, he's gonna fail. He's gonna fail successfully if that's possible. It's gonna be really fun to watch. It'll be the best failure we ever have as a program because he'll leave the program better off than he found it, even after the failure. And, he can't help it. And so, everybody is excited about it because they want to see Dion. Yeah. Everybody wants to see what Dion does because he's gonna be the guy that everybody wants to see implode. And I'm like, that is great. That is great. I'm so, excited for so it. So I'm saying you guys are contradicting. Dion wants his name mentioned. We didn't say Dion. Dion says leave his name out of mouth, but Dion's playing a game. So Dion, exactly. Dion is playing a game right now with the media and with everybody. And he says Dion is an attention. Yeah, of course Dion wants attention. He wants attention for the program. That's what we're saying. And not only that, <laughs> he wants attention. He for wasn't the, the one that was talking about his program. Other people are talking about his program. Yeah. So what? Where, I don't, I'm confused he's def- about he's that. He's defending his program. Exactly. Dion never said anything. Brett Venables brought up is Dion. Is the one who brought it and up, and then Dion responded. Yep. 
So and basically said, told him, what De- you talking about? Dion's living rent-free in a lot of coaches' heads right now. Ding, 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 ding. Whether you agree or disagree with his tactics, that's not what we're talking about. We're discussing him lifting the profile overall of Colorado as a program, and there's no question whether you like him or don't, and it's clear the texture does not, but there's no question. We're talking more about Colorado, and more people will. They're going to get more national games, stuff like that now, because of Dion's profile. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That's uh, just a fact. What we talk about here. Pac-12 Media Day is Friday. They do oh. it. They do it all in one day on Love Friday. It. Yeah, all twelve. Mm. They that's they have, or how, what is their number? Is, I don't even know. It is Pac-12 Media Day. I guess they got to give the room up. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't afford the rent for multiple days. Yeah, SEC goes four days. Yeah, Big Twelve does two. Big Ten does two. Pac-12 packing it all into a day. And just yeah. remember this, guys. Mm. Last year, this team that everybody's trying to figure out why Dion got rid of everybody. They won one game last year. You tell me that that was a good team as a whole. And then you sit there and you look at uh, some of their stats from last year. I don't even think they had a 1,000-yard rusher last year. You know what I'm saying? So what, what, what <laughs> I are you kept talking up, about? I haven't kept Dino. up with Colorado. Yeah. I haven't kept Now I'm keeping up with them, but I haven't kept up with them before. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get to this some more college football nuggets we're talking about. it. Greg Sankey. Actually, and we played the cut from uh, Steve Sarkeesian actually disagreeing with Greg Sankey about the early signing period and them wanting to change that. But uh, Greg Sankey also uh, took umbrage with mm-hmm. the Big 12. Is it Deputy Commissioner, I believe it was his official title? Yeah, yeah was Deputy a, Commissioner. Oh, Deputy Tim. Deputy yeah, Tim. Yeah. Deputy <laughs> Tim. I like who, that. Yes, who basically said that oh, he, he hinted or implied, I believe he actually used the term, reluctant bride. He did. When, when discussing Oklahoma. Yes, he did use reluctant bride. Yes, he called them a reluctant bride. And Greg Sankey uh, wanted to clarify this. He said, quote, in Oklahoma's case, I'm not as convinced that was the issue for them. This is what the, the original quote said, Riser, the, the deputy commissioner. He said, in Oklahoma's case, I'm not as convinced that was the issue for them. I think they were more of what I would call a reluctant bride. That kind of felt like if we don't go, what happens to Texas versus Oklahoma game, basketball game, and all the things that we know from, from he said, OU Texas, but Texas OU, mm-hmm. uh, standpoint that are really important. And Greg Sankey responded to this. He said, let me be clear. That's fiction, period. That's fiction. Mm-hmm. He said the outreach from, was from both equitably. It was done at a presidential level directly and clearly. Uh, Joe Haraz and Jay Hartzell were both equally clear about their interest in joining the Southeastern Conference. So he's saying that's just his opinion. Maybe the bad joke that Patrick pointed out that left the somehow got out of the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is not. The, and I don't think that's the case either. Oklahoma, I mean, you're talking about one of the best run, you know, football programs and athletic departments in the country. Um, I do think they would do their due diligence. And they'd be, you know, n- not only uh, their own kind of the they they masters of their own fate, but I also think they may have been in touch with the SEC before Texas. I would love right. to know who got in touch oh, yeah. first. But I think o- Oklahoma for years have stated that they have a culture, a football culture, a sports culture that fits the SEC better than Texas does. And Texas fans, they can't disagree with that because for forever, Texas Longhorn fans thought the Pac-12 and maybe the Big Ten. Hell, maybe even the ACC mm-hmm. were more academically compatible with Texas and maybe even with Austin. Right. Because the SEC is a lot of, you know, 
lot of the towns like kind of in the Big Twelve, where um, there are college towns and they're not major metropolitan areas like that kind of thing that you have sometimes in Pac-12 country. So for for a while, people thought Texas, oh, maybe they're more compatible with the Pac-12. Pac-12 is a disaster, but. I can see Oklahoma's officials for years saying, "No, no, we're 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 more of an SEC program, right? Like we actually we can play SEC football. Um, we're that style." So I don't know. I would love for somebody to get the actual facts on who reached out first. Yeah, and what did Texas reach out to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma reached out to Texas first, or did they you call know that separately? Was in some back room somewhere. He's saying equitably, they both reached out separately, kind of equitably on their own. So. Uh, also, Greg Sankey, so we're talking about Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, he did attend Texas High School Football Coaches Convention, mm-hmm. and he stated that he disagrees with Brett Yarmark's idea to play college football games, Big 12 games, on Friday. I, I, I concur with that. I agree the same yeah. thing. There's no way you should be playing football games in the state of Texas on Friday nights as a college. He said, I've been very clear in my conversations with our state high school athletic association that I think we still have a responsibility to you in the high school role that shouldn't just be overrun because we need to access the television window. So Sankey is against Friday night mm-hmm. college football games. Looks like Brady Yarmark is for him. So is uh, um, Jeff Trailer. Jeff He's Taylor was very... Friday? Or against? No, he's against. Okay, that's Jeff Trailer's yeah. like no way because he's a high school. Because nobody's gonna come and watch our game. They're gonna be at Smithson Valley. He says Smithson Valley and Cibolo Steel. People are gonna go watch that game. We're gonna watch their kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you're gonna have parents that are making decisions to go watch my yep. kids play football or go watch, you know, the local college program, hopefully they're choosing their kid. Yep. And I think that's what Coach Trailer is saying. I agree with him. Uh, 100%. Yep. Uh, all right. We uh, there's some Sark sound. We can uh, table that. We can play that next segment. And we can also get into a little soccer conversation. Austin FC uh, with a win. Also, Lionel Messi introduced officially mm-hmm. for Inter Miami. Huge deal uh, for American soccer. I mean, this biggest, it is outstanding. Is the biggest acquisition for any MLS team in the history of that league. And I don't know if the biggest acquisition for American soccer, period. I mean, I know American, not national soccer, but just as a community, as a soccer culture in this country, getting somebody like Lionel Messi uh, to just, you know, for American soccer fans to be able to watch. Yeah, it was kind of outstanding watching that whole thing go down. It was crazy. Yeah. They sold out the stadium. Yeah. For, for an, an introduction. <laughs> they sold it out. For yeah. an introduction. Oh, yeah. That's what it's supposed like, to be. You, what? what? They just came to yell and yeah. scream that he's getting introduced? Like, yep, that was it. Yep. Unbelievable. I love it. Uh, all right, so we'll get into that a little bit. Talk some Austin FC and also hear from Steve Sarkeesian. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Nine Horn. Ball don't lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the idillionaire, he takes jams uh, that are tended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans. And right now, 
seems like running backs are the uh, the tortured souls that we're talking about. A lot of conversation about the running back position overall and how it's been devalued. Uh, we'll get to we'll get back to that conversation. Can we talk about Lionel Messi real quick, guys? He was introduced, just introduced at uh, <laughs> for Inter Miami this weekend, and they sold out the stadium just for him to be introduced. <laughs> they yeah. sold jerseys outside the stadium for two hundred dollars a pop. Apple, because I have Apple, uh, Apple uh, TV, Apple Plus. Yeah. They they put it out there for free. They some of their MLS games they offer for free, and then some of you ha- you actually have to go through like a oh you gotta have the Apple Plus package or whatever yeah. the MLS package. But they offered it for free because they're basically trying to hook people. Like, hey, you want to watch the best soccer player in the world? That yeah. maybe that one of the best that's ever lived. Uh, you get a fr- you get a little free sample. And how about this? Apple revealed that because of the Lionel Messi you know, season coming up for Inter-Miami, he's, they're going to have 18 cameras at every Inter-Miami game. 18. Smart. They want to get every angle of Messi. Because they know from around the globe now, they're going to have tons of people tuning in just to yep. watch Messi. Yep. So they said That's they're going yeah, to have a sky, unlike any other game, they're going to have a sky cam, drone, uh, the slow motion cameras, they're breaking out all of the cameras, all their best technology for the Inter-Miami games. Um, and, I mean, why not? I mean, won the World Cup, what, eight months ago, tournament's best player as well. So he still got it, whatever it is. Yeah. He still got it. And his debut game is, will be against Cru, uh, Cruz Azul. I mean, they're, the tickets right now are more, more expensive than some of the finals tickets. Yeah. For the NBA Finals. Yeah, we were looking the oh, other night because like, uh, we're, we're going to be in Miami. Ooh. And so we're trying to see if we could get them. And I'll, as soon as they even uttered that price, mm. your boy was like, nah, we're good. Yeah, man. So yeah, we'll, we'll watch it on Apple Plus. Who, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many people are we going to see try and make a name off themselves on Messi and then either get embarrassed or do something? Because, like, that's the one. You know it's on cam- – like, Oh, yeah. If you get a highlight against Messi – Around the world. Then guess what? Everybody sees it. And, I mean, I know him coming here is a big deal, but you may want to go over there because they're going to pay a lot more money. Yep. That's Yeah, no, I'm, that's speaking of more money, you're right, because the, the idea is that Messi's taking less money to come here because he was offered a ton more money, even yeah. by the Saudis, apparently. Oh, the Saudis, they, gave him, they offered him a ton of money. They offer, Reportedly, they offered him $1.6 billion yeah. Yeah. for three years. Like a yeah. three-year deal, one point six billion. Oh, oh, that makes it. That makes it less. One three billion. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, like whoa, but okay. So he may make. I don't know if he's gonna make that much money. He oh, might sorry. because of his it's deal possible, with, yeah. with so Apple TV. It's possible. Not just Apple. He's got okay. So his new deal will pay him uh, sal. If you just take his salary, I think he's gonna make like like fifty something million a year. Like kind of his salary and the signing bonus and all that, the contractual stuff. But mm-hmm. you point out, Harge, he's got revenue sharing deals now. Absolutely. He's got revenue sharing deals with Adidas, so mm-hmm. they're, that's their like you know main uh, merchandising partner. So he's got a piece of their Adidas deal. He's got a share of the Apple TV season pass revenue, as I brought out, and he has an. Uh, this is probably the sweetest deal: an option to buy a stake in a club or buy a club if he wants an yep. MLS club. Uh, once he's done with his contract, he'll have an option to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That I mean, it, it, so it's a deal. You're right. In the end, depending on the value of MLS and really him bringing his presence, his brand to the to MLS is also going to increase all of those revenue shares. Yep. Because <laughs> people people going to buy more Lionel Messi jerseys. Exactly. So Adidas, he gets a piece of that, and they're going to be watching more uh, season pass on Apple TV. He gets a piece of that. Yep. 
and you start looking at this, and I saw this on, online today with his introduction. You brought that up. But David Beckham came over in 2007, who, by the way, David Beckham is part of the ownership group yep. that brought Messi mm-hmm. over there. Yep. So in, in 2007, the MLS annual TV deal was $8 million. In 2023, it's $250 million. Straight cash, homie. The average MLS attendance in 2007 was 15000 now it's twenty one thousand <laughs> average. That's plus forty yeah. percent, and it's going to go even higher because mm-hmm. of what you said. Where Messi's in the league, yep. The average franchise value was thirty seven million dollars. It is now five hundred and seventy nine million dollars, and everybody thinks you know they kept saying he's not coming to retire. But if you start thinking about everything that goes into it, to your point, Rob, there's so many different things that have happened throughout this time. Because Beckett, Beckham came over as a mm-hmm. as a player. That was the blueprint. Now he's the owner. That was the blueprint. So all these players are yep. now trying to figure out, ah, man, it's kind of like all these uh, sports athletes that are investing in pickleball and all these other different avenues because they're diversifying and they're doing their so- money. Yeah, so soccer team. Exactly. Like, like low, low yeah, level soccer, soccer teams and stuff. LeBron has a team that's yeah. over no, there right. yeah. in the Premier League. No, you're right. They're realizing that, hey, man, if you want to make a difference, get into ownership. You want to monopolize your money, get into the ownership part of it. Yeah. Don't, and don't be a running back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. <laughs> Not they no should have made that song, too. Exactly. Uh, but to your point, 2007, that's a great point you bring up about David Beckham because he bought Inter-Miami for $25 million. That was a part of a clause in his contract mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and now Inter Miami, I think, is valued at six hundred million. This Lionel Messi deal is going to push him over the Way top over. a billion dollar valuation. Yep. I believe they'll be the second billion dollar valued franchise in all of MLS. But in 07, um, and I remember when all this kind of went down. Uh, David Beckham, he basically took a pay cut. He was making like twenty mil a year mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Took a pay cut to move to MLS. Everybody thought he was crazy, but crazy like a fox ding, because ding. he got into all those profit sharing deals that backloaded his deal, and they were tied to the ups, basically the upside of the league. The league was a young league, as you brought up, and they were willing to make some deals that yep. most leagues would not be willing to make. And he basically got a percentage of LA Galaxy's revenue, concessions, tickets, merchandising, all that. And the unprecedented clause was that once he retired, same clause that Messi's got now, he'll be allowed to buy, uh, purchase a club or share of a club. Yep. For twenty five million dollars. Now that was that was the price for Beckham. I don't know what the price is going to be for Messi, but he bought if he was in his contract that he would buy a team for twenty five million dollars. Yeah. And now that team is valued at <laughs> six hundred million, going on probably close to a billion dollars now, and they'll be the second billion dollar MLS franchise. Unbelievable. Believe that. That's a great. So, so I, you're right. I don't know how much he's gonna make because we don't know all the numbers. I saw this though, that basically, if you go look at the Adidas website, they Adidas listed listed this. It links like basically a bunch of the Inter Miami products that you could buy. None Messi branded shirts and youth jerseys are all already sold out. Of the youth jerseys for Messi. Um, but the quick math, and this comes from a Sports Business Journal. Quick math. Two million jersey sales are projected this year for Messi. Yep. $150 average price. That's $300 million in revenue. (laughs) The clubs keep 15% of that money. Inter-Miami would get $45 million in jersey sales alone. That would double the club's revenue overnight. And doesn't even count tickets, sponsorships, TV subscriptions, concessions. That's just all. We're talking about jersey sales. Right. Right. Dude, he is a, a cash machine. 
It was it's just brilliant to bring him in. During how about this? They in in the first like couple of weeks that they at they announced the signing, they had six million new Instagram followers. Easily. They just, Easily. Just six million into my yeah. six million. Mm-hmm. They gained, and yeah. They, how about and this comes from Joe Pompliano. He came said Inter Miami now has <laughs> some of the highest Instagram following numbers, uh, or at least the, they have some of the highest amount of Instagram follows, I should say, than most NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, or MLS teams. So you got to go compare them now. Yeah, just from the messy thing. That changes they're everything. Every, they're adding them all the time. The first eight hours, they they they, they added two point one million Instagram followers in the first eight hours. They yeah. announced it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's unbelievable. And the old squad he played for was it PSG? Yep. Um, they, that's where Mbappe is too. Okay, is that okay? Mbappe yeah. was on that team too. They gained over thirty million Instagram followers uh, when they had signed Messi in twenty twenty one. They since then when they signed twenty twenty one. And they went from 38 million to 70 million Instagram followers. Just like that. Just from signing Messi. And after he left the club, immediately, in one week after leaving, they lost 2 million. People just started unfollowing him. Wow. Just when Messi's like, we're following Messi. We ain't following y'all. Exactly. We're following Messi. We ain't following y'all. Don't get it twisted. We followed Messi, not y'all. It it is unbelievable. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I, like I said, I, I, I'll, I'll probably never get to see him in person. When he, when he come to Austin? Do, oh, yeah, yeah, they would, oh, yeah, they would definitely be here. But um, we, I, you better gonna, stay in touch. Yeah, high ticket. Yeah, you're going to try to get yeah. that ticket. You better yeah, start making some friends yeah. real quick. I don't think he's coming this season. I, I, like, this no. season? I don't okay. think it's this season, so we have to be next year. Oh, but, but still, you that, that game well, is not going to be on We don't need time to that. save up money. Exactly. To exactly. a <laughs> I know, that's, that's when the schedule gets released. <laughs> I, I wonder, uh, there's probably people trying to buy season tickets yeah, for Austin FC just, just to get that game. And no just doubt. Exactly. That. Yeah. That's what everybody did for Alabama. I agree with that. Yeah. That's yep. what everybody did for Alabama. And there's some Alabama. people in Austin with that kind of money. They were oh, like, yeah, you know what, yeah. I'll just do it just to get the Messi tickets. Not that I'll sell the rest of the tickets. I don't give a damn. If y'all, if y'all are those people, <laughs> at, at, at Hardball Hearts, my DMs are open. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it really it's a huge story. We, 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 we don't talk about it more, obviously, oh, as yeah. he you know, becomes more acclimated. And then they start obviously putting him on the roster. Well, and, that's, and it'll be a story as if Messi comes over and that team still sucks. That's a big story too. Because yeah. then it's like, yeah. well, all right, well, you got this. You're paying all this money, and then your team's not winning. But it, people are coming, but they're not. They're not watching. You I mean like you're just watching a bad product still? Yeah. yeah, we'll watch a car wreck now. We'll, yeah. you know, America. We, we love to rub a neck. Will. We're rubbing neck all day, and we're like, hey, what's going yeah. on over there? Uh, Austin FC did get a win over Sporting KC this past weekend, two to one. So I believe now they're fifth. Yeah. In the conference standings. Playoffs. They and they, they they can't seem to get healthy at the same time. They keep getting guys getting banged up. Yep. And Drew they had, got pulled yeah, up. They yeah. got a couple of guys banged up in this game too. That's really the this match, I have to say. This is their biggest issue is that they can't seem to get any guys healthy and then when they do get some momentum, there's just an injury or um some unexplainable loss. Yeah. You know, where he's like, man, how did that happen? Yeah. So Austin FC is still in fifth right now, so they still got a shot, still a long season ahead for them. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up, put it in the oven, let you know what's on tap. Pop a top again. Do you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. Sir, I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, 
It's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... mm. Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Um, Harge did break some news to us about the um, number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Yeah, Wimby decided, you know what? I'm in Texas. It's hot as mm. all hell up in here. Mm-mm. So he decided to cut his hair off. Come on, man. he got a, he got that nice little fade. He didn't go he didn't go hard. Nah, it, yeah, he, nah, he, it, he went Rob B. It ain't ball fade. Yeah, it's he just went like Rob B. Taper. Yeah, no, nothing wrong nah, with that. Hey, look, he went to San Antonio and went. My hair's too it's too uh, it's too showy. I gotta go <laughs> San Antonio and just just get it really plain. As plain as possible. Sorry, Wimby. You, yeah. You're still going to stand out, bro. You're 7'3". I know you're still trying to fit in, so you can just go to dinner and hang out, but everybody going to know Wimby. But beauty is, in San Antonio, they'll leave you alone. Yeah, they, they will. will. They'll leave you alone. They'll, they definitely will leave you alone. Not like Brittany. They won't be trying to tap you on the back or you know, grab at you. I don't know. Some of these people might be running after him, dog. Well, I think the lesson was learned, all right? That you is a very good point. You need to approach Wimby differently because it's secure. Pace like, yourself with the him. Security, the security guy is good, right? Yeah. He's, there's been no talk about no. anything happening to the security guy. No, once good. the video came out, everyone was like, yeah, this is this kind of happens a lot in life. That's Yeah, yeah he was doing his job. Yep. And turns out, Brittany... He was coming out with a book, by the way. Oh, yeah, Pretty that's soon. why it was all for the <laughs> she, setup, dog. She ended up being uh, the victim of an unintentional hand to the face. Exactly. Uh, but she's the okay. five finger say to the face. <laughs> but she's okay. No. Uh, all right. Um, We'll get to tomorrow. We'll probably have some SEC media days discussion. So we didn't get to talk about SEC media days. We did have we have some probably some Jimbo sound because Jimbo I believe spoke to the SEC media. So we'll get to some of that tomorrow, um, and uh, we'll talk some more college football. All right, uh, what's on tap for you coming up tonight, Harge? What's on tap? I am going to watch a little bit more of the quarterback or a quarterback on Netflix. I'm on. I'm down to one episode left. I got to get on that. Still you have haven't to. done it yet. You yep. have to. You will definitely that. enjoy it, and I, I hate to say it, guys. I'm becoming a Kirk Cousins fan. You like that? Ugh. I, I, <laughs> I like him. You like I like that? him. You like that? Huh? I like that. Wow. When you watch this, make sure Kirk you're Cousins gonna fan. you're gonna become a fan of him. That's why I'm not watching. It. <laughs> that, you just turned. It, I, just I turned told me off right the other day. I said, Mm-mm. "Hey, dude, I really like Kirk Cousins." But I, he will not be on my fantasy team. No, uh, <laughs> I do not want to become a Kirk Cousins fan. Yeah. I respect the man, but I don't want to become a fan. So. No doubt. No, but I, 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 I'm just getting a lot of good reviews now, so I'm going to watch it at one point. It is getting some good reviews. Yeah. Uh, oh, Patrick, before I ask you what's on tap, you, I know, got a chance to watch Summer League basketball yes. because uh-huh. you were the one that uh, previewed it and told us, hey, keep your eyes out because Serge Bar Rice was going to make his Summer League debut, Woo! and he did. Pretty damn good. He's looked really good. He played two games. Uh, Summer League's wrapping up tonight. Uh, but he played two games, looked really good in that position. Spurs also just traded for Cameron Payne. So Ooh, he ain't going to play much this season because they're basically going to put Jabari Rice at a point guard position. That's, cool. That's what he was playing mostly for them yep. in the Summer League. And he they wanted to have the ball. He, he had did. four steals in that game on yeah, Sunday. Right. So like he, he looked really good. He looked really comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was getting a lot of praise for uh, how he was on the bench. That he, yep. They were like, anyone at Richard Jefferson's announcing the game, he's like, dude, I don't think the Spurs bench has sat down this whole game. And he was the one on the sideline being like, this is what we did at Texas. This yep. is how we get hyped up. Man. We got to get going. Hmm. So uh, it, it was very cool to see him. 
And for us, we're going to get to see him in the front of the year because he's going to spend a lot of time in Austin this year. For the Austin Sparks, he's on a two-way deal. Uh, so he may get to play some in San Antonio, but you're going to see him a lot here for the Austin Spurs. That's yep. legit, man. Yep. Yeah, he uh, first game, eleven points, two rebounds, one assist. That was a team. He was team high plus seven yep. and plus minus in that second game. Patrick talked about that four steals, was crazy. Then a block two and thirteen points. Yeah, he balled out. Yeah. And it was fun that to watch was, him. He really did. And, and I mean, impressive. he didn't get credit for all the assists that he was hitting guys that were running and two dribbles in yep. a basket or. Like there was a lot of plays that he was setting up really well. He was a well. smart basketball player. Yeah, he he looked he it, it didn't look like he had the rust that you would have expected him to have of not being able to start the summer league and all that. He came yeah. out and took the most of his opportunity, so it, it was very Hooper's much fun hoop. to see that. I love how Hooper's confident hoop. he played. He came yeah. so confident. Oh yeah, no, guys. he's like, he definitely seems like a grown man out there, and he is one of the older players in summer league. That's fair. That's which, a good point. but I mean, he did come out and play. You know, he's taking the most of this opportunity. Yeah, uh, I will say tonight, summer league finale. Yeah, uh, the championship game: Rockets versus Cavaliers, which is basically Imani Bates versus Cam Whitmore. Uh, the Rockets. By the versus way, Cavs. Who, who's the MVP? By the way, of the summer league. Yes, Cam. Cam Whitmore got named MVP. You know, oh, did he really? The one that the, nobody wanted to draft because oh, he had a bad the, knee yeah, or a bad, bad evaluation, yeah. a bad interview. Didn't whatever work it was. out hard. Okay. Didn't do. All, he knew what he was doing. He wanted to go play for the Rockets. Like he was that. like, let me put it out here that we terrible. I'm going to work out bad. I'm all about that. I like it. Looking impressive. Yeah. Uh, on tap for me tonight, I'm probably going to uh, – I'm trying to think about watching John Wick 4. Think about watching it. You won't be mad about it, but yeah. I, you need to watch quarterback. Yeah, I will. I watch it. I, I need you to watch quarterback. I'll watch. You got me. Now you turn me off. Kirk yeah. Cousins fan. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm talking about Kirk Cousins believer. Yeah. Oh, we're like, hey. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, don't worry about him. But Cousins, you will love. Cousins will love. Mariota, not okay. so much. I mean, I like him, but. Yeah, but right. you are definitely going. And Brittany Mahomes is not that bad. Wow, you are really selling this hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm telling you. Season two, Jackson's hosting. <laughs> All right, remember hey, Jackson didn't say a word. Remember the revolution. <laughs> I'll be telling. I'm talking about it right here, Baldo. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. One more take care of each other. Peace.